Welcome to another episode of Smart Home Stupid People. My name is Madeleine Siege. And my name is Eris Felmuth. How are you guys out there today? Today we're you... talking about happiness. Yeah, I just said I hope you're hungry. Hungry? <laughs> to pick from the happy menu. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the happy menu. The right? happy menu. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's something that has actually been confronting us from a couple of different angles lately. And uh, what a great uh, idea for today. Yeah, maybe to the background. Actually, I I had this idea. If I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if exactly. I may be so humble to say there that, we go, huh? because uh, most most of the topics actually come from Eris, but this time lately. I thought lately, lately, yeah, you've been a busy girl. I've been busy, but also a little lazy at the same time. But no, we um, I got a birthday birthday present from my colleagues. I actually have birthday in January, so it was like a, you know a little bit delayed. But it mm -hmm. was a, a gift that I was able to go to. Like it was a, a ticket for a, for the botanical garden here in Berlin, and they had a event over the weekend where they had like mm -hmm. you know music, and there was a lot of light in the in the botanical garden. So I took Iris with me, and mm -hmm. we had a. I think it was a beautiful evening. Yeah, it, it was, was really very, cool, very lovely. Very I, I was expecting it to be a wine and cheese fest, like, <laughs> but it wasn't. I mean, there was a bit of that, but it was actually built in such a way where different sections of the park was uh, were, were kind of like built for different. Um, how can I say it best? Echelons of people, <laughs> right? Or, yeah. So I, right? I think it was very, very perhaps. mixed, right? And but it was a lot of artsy stuff in it, and was music and and show, and just the way they presented it was really nice, mm -hmm. I think. And when I was while I was working there, I felt so fulfilled and happy because I don't know the there was a very old tree. It must have been like seven hundred, eight hundred years old huge and they had a nice light underneath it and it was yeah, really yeah. magical it felt like you know i'm in a like a magic forest somewhere like fairy tale meadow yeah and it, it just really you know was right up my alley <laughs> yeah, yeah. being a shamanic practitioner i literally could feel all the, the the beings around me and participating and also celebrating and sharing that joy and so i thought to myself maybe we'll just make an episode about happiness and what that was was that yeah. what does 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 this mean yeah what is happiness? Is it, yeah, to just, you know, spend such a beautiful night with a person that you love in an area you you would like to be in? Or is it more like the be able to, you know, maybe have some alcohol or, you know, enjoy the show? Go, yeah. Or is it both? And, you know, yeah. so, yeah, that's why we came up with this idea today. Yeah, very well said. Uh, I'd like to kick it off by going through the you know the the summary for today which i found to be quite uh, enthralling you know once maddie and i talked about it and put things together um so let's let me just read it out loud real quick so through the lens of truth do you see you know what i mean <laughs> can you see the truth behind all the adverts and propaganda perhaps life is more simple than we assume it to be we are of the opinions so madlet and i that we can manifest our own happiness um, and that it is unnecessary to pick from the happy menu. Now, the happy menu is something that I, I kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, say when I'm talking about um, often, often today, you know, the way that the... Uh, the way that we're taught in school and the way that we're... that, that I would just say that society kind of builds us, it, we're, we're, we're shown like 
like life, uh, the types of lives that you can have. And you, you know what I mean? Like in, in menu form, meaning that you go to school and hear all the different types of life that you can have. Mm -hmm. You can be a doctor, you can be a veteran, you know, you can, you can, you can be a cook, you can uh, be a civil servant, you can do all these different things. Right. But I always thought to myself, I don't really want to pick from that menu. And I always found that life can be quite difficult if you don't want to pick from the menu of life that's provided to you by, you know, scholastic establishments and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same thing about happiness. I find that happiness is actually very simple, but <clears throat> the way that it's it's kind of portrayed today, because I find that consumerism is at an all-time high, right? I find that the way that it's portrayed today, it, it, it shows you this menu of happiness. Mm. And I think that today, you know, from at least from my point of view in my life, it's at an all-time high for perversion as well. That the, yeah. the, the happy menu, <laughs> you know, and when I think of happy menu, I think of like McDonald's and Burger King as a child. You know, <laughs> you get your happy meal from the happy menu or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just thought to myself, really, that we don't like, let's, let's go through perhaps some of the basic ideas of what happiness is mm -hmm. let's talk about it mm -hmm. and and see if it compares at all to what you know perhaps madeline and i believe yeah happiness means for us or if you guys want to participate please do yeah all right let us know what's you know what makes you happy <laughs> yeah we are live on rockfin telegram twitch and d live in audio form only on podbean so for any of you guys out there listening right now participate and uh let us know what makes what 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 to what do you feel your happiness is you know what what's the meaning of life to you not 42 and uh <laughs> and take it from there yeah so that being said let's dive in right let's talk yeah. about um this fantastic cover art that i had put together first and um I, I I I I say that that whole idea of uh, the menu of, uh, of of happiness is really well put forward. I think through this cover art, because to me, I think that there's an elephant in the room today, mm. right? And that elephant in the room today is something that puts forward a lot of really irrational, negative ideas. And um, like I, I think that without an external force and influence, a lot of these ideas would naturally just dissipate. Mm -hmm. Right, because they don't hold a lot of weight. So let's uh, let's let's jump into it and let's talk about what I'm. Let's look at what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Actually, let's put it on a big screen here, um, where we are. Unfortunately, I'll start with that because then I can take the monitor away and put it back. The idea that humans are a virus, mm. right? This is something we're going to start with a little bit bleakness today, and then we're going to pick it up, you guys. <laughs> Just so you know, this is this isn't all about uh, bleakness and 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 horror today. Um, the idea that that mankind is a virus, you know, we were at a newspaper stand the other day and I just couldn't believe, I actually talked about this briefly last week. I couldn't believe how much mm. travesty and tragedy and horror and violence, like there were, I, it took me a long time. I didn't even find anything good, right? Yeah, yeah. At least not on any of the cover sheets, all right? And this idea that mankind is a virus and that we need to suppress ourselves. And I always find it to be very simple and easy to say that, if the solution is uh, control of mankind, mm -hmm. then you know it's bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. You know that there's an agenda behind it. You know that it requires a lot of energy to push that kind of an idea into the hearts of people because it's 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 one of the dumbest things when you really think about it that we need to um, not be fruitful and 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 prosperous, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 like it's 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 absolute insanity to me to think that people actually believe this stuff and 
you know, if you guys listening out there are, are perhaps more leaning towards that, that mankind is a virus, I urge you to ask yourself, how did you come across that idea? Was it of your own will, really? Mm. You know, um, where where were the influences there? Yeah, yeah. So next uh, is, you know, everything is only chemistry. We've talked about this many times, Madeline and I, um, over various shows that I think that once you felt that there is something more than just chemistry, it becomes very difficult to unfeel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right above there, I put limits to growth. So for a lot of you guys, maybe in the newer generation, this is a parody of, um, of uh, the movie They Live. The movie they live is this idea that a guy stumbles upon these glasses during the, we're talking about the early mid eighties, I believe it is. And uh, at that time there was like a recession and there was the job market was, was terrible, lots of homeless and all that stuff. And the idea was that um, he put on these glasses and all of a sudden saw the world the way it was. Mm. And he realized that there was an alien overlord <laughs> that had yeah. long since been here that has uh, made us to be, you know, uh, the way that we are, mm. arguing amongst each other for no reason. They're playing all sides. There are no countries anymore. There is no real such thing as politics. It's just them against them trying to fuel us up and enrage us. And a lot of the humans sell out very quickly in order to join the system, which yeah. it, like, it is really, really parallel to our exact reality today, I must say, in many levels. Um, and let's start with the limits to growth. We've talked about this in the past when we talked about the good club. Limits to growth is a Malthusian idea that's presented to us by none other than the club of Rome. And it's the idea that the the larger, I mean, you're a biologist. You could probably shit on this really quickly, right? Well, maybe not so graphically, but nevertheless, <laughs> it, the the idea that as a species grows larger, the resources for it to grow uh, deplete and therefore, it eventually kills the environment that it lives in. I mean, how often does a species actually destroy its own habitat in an mm. ecosystem? It's it's uh, from what I from what I've seen in biology, um, almost always species tend to find the equilibrium in their environment, and they mm -hmm. and they either either they change the environment so that it becomes more of an equilibrium. But yeah. the idea of a species really just chowing on everything until there's nothing left and then yeah, they chow yeah. on themselves to yeah. death does that even exist right like how how does this kind of an idea even become something that people learn in school yeah yeah it's a good question right mm -hmm. so i find that to be a very interesting thing because it sounds believable but there's there's no real example in, on our planet of this occurring anywhere, mm -hmm. you know. So it's the idea that we humans need to be controlled once more because yep. we use more than uh, than, than uh, our ecosystem allows us to, and that kind of an idea, right? Now, pollution is a different quest is a different thing. So I think that it's very important to differentiate between the two. I think that what humans do really well is we're creative. And we create. We have the ability yeah. to make resources and create life. We are yeah, what yeah. we call, what Madeline has many times uh, said: uh, ecosystem engineers. We have mm -hmm. the ability to orchestrate and help life more than any other species on this planet. I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and and I think that it requires a lot of evil politic for us to not do so. I think that it actually requires a lot of external energy and input in a negative way to make us um, vicious towards the ecosystem and the environment. Mm. This is why I think it requires something soulless, like a corporation, in order to deforest the planet the way that it has been done over the past decades, right? This is not coming from the heart of man. This is the heart of industry. 
Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's a we've got we've covered that in past shows. Club of Rome. That whole, the good club guys dig into that if you if you don't know what I'm talking about. We've talked about this in the past. Um, reality is online. We talked about this a couple shows ago as well. Mm -hmm. The idea that um, reality has become such an echo chamber. You know whether it's about religion or health or the shape of the planet. <laughs> it's it's like it, I think that a lot of people they reinstate their beliefs by only seeing what they believe. Yeah. And it and and when you go online, it's very believable because all the feeds are designed around you know your beliefs and your consume consumption and all mm -hmm. that, right? So the reality is online. I think this is something that um, I think that a lot of people really could benefit from by by realizing that most of the reality that you see online is probably not a really good example of of uh, common reality. Yeah. Right. Next, science is God. That's a big one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how, how many scientists <laughs> do you know actually believe in um, something more than like nothing? <laughs> I'm just, just, just curious, right? Because you, mm -hmm. you have a lot of experience going to university. How many of them are not nihilists? Mm. Yeah. I mean, back then I didn't believe in anything else either. So right. I think that's why you were able to get through it so easily. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't have survived, you know, survived if I would have had thoughts like <laughs> I mean now. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I actually don't know any scientists, even within the shamanic community. Well, there are a couple of MDs, you know, it's like a science, but not really someone mm -hmm. coming from the university saying, Oh no, no, I'm I'm believing in in something more spiritual. Yeah. Not really. I think you know you you were so far away from this at this point. If you are really committing yourself to science, yeah, that is such a hard way to find your way. Yeah, this is why I, I I say you know science has become too many god, because yeah. that is the high power in which they pray to now. Yeah, yeah, right. And even that that sentence that uh, we've heard all so much of over the last couple of years, trust the science. Yeah, like science. Is, I don't trust science. <laughs> it's, it's not even that. It's it's science is 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 not a noun. Never has been up until recent. No, history. and I mean, what does that mean? You know, like for me coming from that from that business, I would say even it's a business. Yeah, kind it's of, a big yeah? business. It's a big business. I know how it works, and I've seen how many data had been pushed around, manipulated up and down to make yeah. the results fit. So I'm, you know, I I know how how these things work there. So if there's anything coming from this side, it's like, but science had proved, is like, that doesn't mean anything to yeah. me. <laughs> so scientific process to yeah. me is, it, that that sentence makes sense, but the science isn't a thing. The science is nothing more than a bunch of hypotheses yeah. presented to us in the form of publications. Yeah, like scientifically, or scientific work that would also, you know, sure. that would just mean like you have an experiment, you have a question, you try to find answer. But there's never an ultimate truth to any of yeah. this, what they find out. It's interesting. I actually went onto Wiki today to see what it had to say about uh, the meaning of life. <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, it's funny. It started using all of this, like, quantum theory about, uh, you know, the background noise in the universe and the Big Bang. And it's funny because uh, Michio Kaku came out not a couple weeks ago, uh, mm. well, maybe a month or so ago, and said, uh-oh. Looks like with the new telescope that we just launched that the Big Bang Theory may indeed be very, very wrong. Mm. It looks like all of that stuff that we believe we thought 
is based on a falsehood. And that to me is real science, right? Real mm -hmm. scientific process is the ability to try and constantly prove yourself wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And we're just thinking you should have, we should have asked ChatGPT uh, what happiness is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably say 42. Probably. <laughs> um, so it's, it's interesting to me that even on Wikipedia, and it's really interesting, if you think about a scientific publication or uh, an encyclopedia, typically there's an author at the bottom. Mm. And I noticed that, that there's never an author on Wikipedia. Who, who writes this shit? Yeah, that's, that's a good, yeah. Right? That's true. Mm. Like, I think that if anything would make sense, Wikipedia should have um, the ability to see how, who influenced every sentence. Mm. Right? And until that happens, I think that you can't take Wikipedia uh, as anything really truthful at all. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, back to... Yes. Victoria. So science is God. Yeah. <laughs> All these signs, like I said, this is kind of the way um, that the modern day is pushing the, be the, the beliefs on us to make us, and, and we have to find happiness somewhere between all of this. Mm -hmm. How? How do you? Like, look, let's go forward. 24-hour workday or the 24-hour day is yeah. eight hours work, eight hours sleep, and eight hours play. All yeah. right? Yeah. What yeah. is that? You know, uh, um, no gender. Over The idea of this horrible overpopulation goes against again with you are mm. a virus and maddie and i have talked about this many times where we live it's empty between cities yeah empty actually it's not just empty but between cities it has been completely converted to agriculture and mm. people here in germany believe that's nature yeah right yeah. it's crazy but i just also keep going specifically in my my industry right now i'm working for a foundation in environmental foundation mm -hmm. environment and you know all this stuff around climate change and loss of biodiversity it's a huge business <laughs> it's a business right. on one hand but also on the other hand it's so hard for me to not get you know like so upset about all of this because you constantly have this scenario in front of you where everything is going to shit right where humans are horrible and and just causing so much damage so much mm -hmm. um Harm, and I, I don't want to say that you know this is not the reality in in some ways. Of course, you know some actions might lead to, of course, destruction in, in, yeah. in many ways. But I think the normal normal people like us, you know, who are really actually deeply caring about their environment, mm -hmm. and 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 try to build a life that is full of happiness and love and joy, yeah. that this is the best thing you can do. And if if you're constantly putting yourself out there and having these negative emotions makes it so hard for you to keep up the good vibes and you know pursuing your own happiness because yeah. you constantly feel guilty it's like you know everything is unhappy around me how can i dare to be happy in such a world but yeah but it's so important to find your own happiness because this is how you change things you know yeah. this is the only thing you can change you can only change yourself and not something yeah. around you you know i've met a number of people who actually say um they're not gonna have children for two reasons one because of the state of the world is horrible and yeah. two because they want to diminish the eco foot uh, the, the the co2 footprint of mankind yeah so there you can see the the um population control ideas behind mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. is working yeah, yeah. Right. And I still see it from a biological point of view, you know, like would would an would a would a rabbit ask itself like I'm not allowed to procreate anymore <laughs> because well actually I would say in nature it is like that then when the resources are 
you know, going yeah. down. Of course, it has an effect on the population density. But I would also say in nature, there is like a, what is like richness in everything. There is sure. like, you know, there is so much of everything always available. If if an ecosystem is healthy, it's like a, there were there are foods changed, there are, yeah. you know, energy circles and all Renewal, that yeah. and everything is renewing itself constantly and nothing is running out yeah. but more like growing in a very healthy way in a very stable and and yeah, yeah supportive I, way i see it like the the philosophies behind permaculture that um yeah, the same idea yeah it's it's like sustainable is not good <clears throat> this idea of like we need a sustainable future that's that that's a nightmare Mm. Right? You don't want a sustainable relationship. If you ask mm -hmm. someone how how's your relationship right now with your wife, oh, it's sustainable. <laughs> That's not good. Right? You want it to be flourishing. You want yeah. it to be rejuvenating. You want it to be all these other things that 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 talk about growth. The idea yeah. of something being sustainable is stagnance. Yeah, me, I mean right? that you know, we would still be like in you know in dinosaur time or <laughs> something like that. Well, anyways, right. just of course this is part of life that everything is always growing, is always developing and evolving. And I think this is also, you know, I heard many people like, oh, once you're 40, you know, life goes down. <laughs> yeah. I think if your life is not getting better with any day in any year, you're doing something wrong here. Yeah. So it's not a, you know, it's not a mm, death sentence once you come over a specific age in your life. Sure. But it's more like, okay, you know, I can grow from here, from all my experiences and to see what it is. And maybe this is also, maybe we can co come to that part now. Mm -hmm. This realizing this, this may also contribute to our happiness, you know, realizing right. that our life has the possibility to become better every day. Yep. And just because you hit 20, 30, 40, whatever the number is for you, <laughs> you know, doesn't mean that now everything goes down and you just don't need to give a shit anymore. Yeah, I find that actually with as more time goes by, uh, you should feel more enriched. Yeah, I think if if that's, you know, if, if you live your life really mm -hmm. as a happy person and you feel fulfilled, then this is a, a consequence that is inevitable. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about yeah. um, a bunch of stuff that we have found online, naturally, because online is where reality is. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what other people believe happiness to be. Yeah. Um, and actually, some of them are are not bad, right? Uh, but some of them are kind of like, I think that it, it could be. Like I said before, is I think it's actually very simple. So at the end, Maddie and I were going to talk about what we believe yeah. is for us happiness and perhaps the meaning of life. Yeah, and also right. if you guys you know want to also share your what is your happiness, <laughs> you can already start thinking about it, and maybe you want to give us a little you know note in the chat or something. Yeah, so we're live from now on oh, at yeah. least till the end of summer um, at eight p.m. Yeah. So I don't expect a lot of people to be chiming in because I think a lot of not a lot of people know we're on, and we took like a three week pause, so that didn't help either. But uh, for any of you guys out there right now, right, feel free to. You know, give us your two cents. So, <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go through a couple of the the, the points. We got about mm -hmm. fifteen here, or something like that. The first one um, is uh, something that is, let's say, a path to happiness. Let's call it. Well, before you start, sure. I would just give you a definition of happiness. Where you found it? Where I found it, it was actually the same. The same. Oh, okay, it's one of the big resources. But yeah, just found. just yeah. what what does that um, 
mean. So right, happiness sure. is an emotional state characterized by feeling of joy, satisfaction, of contentment and uh, fulfillment. And it's a very subjective well-being. Mm -hmm. So I like that definition because it puts everything in and now we can go through a little bit more of these parts. Sure. Right? Absolutely. So you wanna... Yeah, well, let's start okay. with um, instant gratification and long-term fulfillment. That yeah. is one of the ideas behind what um, makes us happy. It's actually also one of the four levels from Aristoteles. Aristotle? Yeah, I like Aristoteles. That's good too. <laughs> <laughs> what we say in German is Aristoteles. It reminds me of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they called Socrates Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, the, the, ah. the Bill and Ted, Keanu Reeves kept calling him Socrates. Ah, oh, okay. Like a crate is like a box. Socrates. Socrates. All right, enough. So, <laughs> so yeah, instant I, gratification I was... and long-term fulfillment. Yeah. Socrates. Aristotle. Aristotle, yes. Yeah. So he was also already came up with four levels of happiness, and it's actually one of it. Mm -hmm. And I think there are two parts of it, which I looked um, more in, in more detail into it. Like one is the so-called hedonia, which is like pleasures, you know, like a hedonist is someone who just really likes to eat a lot and mm -hmm. live like a, hmm. yeah, so it's, it's more I like I wonder the, if the word heathen comes, well, actually, no, heathen comes from the word heath, to live on a heath. Hed hedonist? Hedonist. Oh, I don't know. Where, yeah. Okay, I wonder where that comes so from. So it's, it's it's like, you know, really living in pleasure. Yeah. Basically, this, I would say, the immediate gratification, you know, if, if you have a nice piece of cake or yeah, like <laughs> you have a, you know, okay. right, yeah, you have a glass of wine or something. It's like all the sins you, they tell us in Catholic school that's bad. True. Right? <laughs> so this is also, you know, can also make you happy, a good right. glass of wine, something. But then on the other side, you have the more like, it's called eudaimonia. It's called the meaning. It's more like if you experience something that really means something to you on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So it has not 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 really something to do with with consuming, but more like a meaning in your life, something that has a meaning, like you know, family or something. Okay. But yeah, this, this, these two parts I like to to just mention them. But yeah, so immediate gratification and and uh, long term fulfillment. Well, see, the long term fulfillment is the the meaning, the eudaimonia. Okay. So do you agree with these two statements that, uh, like, I wouldn't say that this is all that happiness is, but I would definitely say that, uh, it, it, you know, yeah, I can, absolutely I, I part can see of it. that it's a part of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a part of it. And I think both parts are important. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you also need the little things that make you happy yeah. in, in, in life, you know, like just looking forward to a nice glass of wine at the, mm -hmm. at the evening or like having your ice cream or yeah. <laughs> just something like that, that makes you happy in that very moment. But if it's the only thing, you know, and if you need that in order to mm -hmm. feel happiness, I think then the big was, part is like That's lacking. exactly what I was going to say, is that the idea of fulfillment is, I think, is great. Instant gratification, I find to be more of a distraction. I think it's, yeah. it, it, to me, it would make more sense to say something more along the lines of uh, um, appreciation yes. within, within uh, you know, the moment, that kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. I think, I think. If you have the ability to appreciate, then you know you don't. That instant gratification to me actually is a quite negative uh, statement, almost. Yeah, I think it is also a sign of that maybe the long-term fulfillment is kind of lacking. That yeah. there is something lacking, you know, and that you feel like once you have what what you were really desiring that very moment, mm -hmm. you have that instant gratification. Uh, what was that instant? Instant gratification. Instant gratification. I wrote instant down, gratification yeah. 
and it just like wears off in an hour or a day mm. or so. Like, you know, you bought a nice new car and it's like, wow. And the next day you see another car that's like, wow, that's even nicer. Yeah. And then you don't feel so happy anymore. The grass is green on, the, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. Also like comparing, you know, it yeah. also makes not, it takes away your happiness. So I think, yeah, we can, we can enjoy everything that's out there in the world mm -hmm. on different levels. And yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's let's move on with those, with those wise words. Uh, so feeling yeah. that uh, you live the life that you want. Actually, to yeah. me, so this is a three-parter. I'm just going to read them out real quick. Uh, that, to me, <clears throat> speaks of sovereignty, right? So, yeah. so I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Um, maintaining good conditions in life. So mm -hmm. uh, I wrote down, um, you know, happy management. Learn to manage your life and your happiness. I yes. think that's, that's a really important part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also have here life accomplishments achieved. That kind of goes back to the idea of long-term fulfillment. Um, but I this this actually to me it also shines light on something we talked about in the past about uh, being ready to die. Yeah. That if if you feel that you know you don't have any outstanding anything outstanding that you require to accomplish in your life, mm. and you're ready to die, you're good mm. to go. And one of the worst things I think in my mind would be to die, I think the only way you really can die with regret is 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 to have this feeling that there's something that you didn't get done that you needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're mm. following your passions, the things you love in your life, then at the end of your life, you won't have that feeling because you really lived your life to the fullest. You did right. everything you wanted to. I, I recently listened to a podcast of a, of a very popular CEO I think she has a like a coaching mm -hmm. company I forgot her name but she said when she started building up her coaching uh, you know business everyone said just you have to focus only on one thing but she always felt that urge to also pursue a career as a dancer she was not a yeah. professional dancer but she felt like she asked herself that question if I would would I regret it at the end of my life not at least try to mm -hmm. you know pursue that path as that well stuff yeah and she said, absolutely. And so she started taking classes and she became a really good dancer. Yeah. She she had her own dance studio always at the side and she could bring coaching and dancing together. Hmm. And she said it, she would have never been such a good coach without this other path, yeah. also making her very unique yeah. in her in her area. So I think it really makes makes a lot of sense to ask yourself what is it that makes you happy when you're doing it whether it's dancing or singing or playing music or mm -hmm. anything and then go go with it yeah 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 i find the you know like I, i've heard many people say um find one thing and stick to it right yeah but on that same level, uh, like I've been someone who's always multitasked my whole life. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> I've always liked doing many things, yeah. uh, and I and I enjoy that. To me, it's it's a part of uh, creativity. Yeah. Right? And I think that where it becomes negative to only stick to one thing is if, like you mentioned, like there's there's a longing that you have to do something else, yeah. and you're constantly ignoring it. Yeah. Um. And I think that at the same time, you know, that's that that idea of sticking to one thing makes sense when it's something like, let's say, you really want to be a, a musician, right? Mm. As an example, you really want to mm. be a musician, and for this reason, you, um, 
you think to yourself, okay, well, being a musician is not the most secure job, so therefore I'm going to go out and I'm going to get myself a secure job mm -hmm. and be a musician on the side and build my my, mm -hmm. my musicianship status mm -hmm. and, and have the financial security of this mm -hmm. other job. I think that's a mistake, yeah. right? And I think that's a mistake because that other job that is meaningless to you will always take away from what is meaningful to you. Yeah. Right, true. and so true. that's that balance that that I've you know I struggled with in my my life many times. You know, that's, mm. that's exactly what I've done many times. Is I, yeah. I actually realized I didn't want to be a musician full time, but I love it as a hobby. You know, I like yeah. touring, I like playing music, yeah, yeah. and when I came to that realization, then all of a sudden it was very easy for me to um, to invest my time into something else that I like as well. Yeah, to fund that, but I don't have that regret anymore. Yeah, that I need to be a full time musician. Yeah. Um, I actually quite the opposite. I found that being a full time musician was not very rewarding because yeah. um, I, I was exposed to a lot of musicians that ended up being roofers in the summertime anyway, or um, people who get into uh, you know film scoring mm. that kind of stuff, mm. and they did that because they wanted music in their life. But then their actual music instruments are rusting and, get, and yeah. collecting dust on the shelf yeah. because now that industry has become computerized, dragging and dropping, mm. and. That, yeah. that so that that's kind of like my two cents on that, right? Um, yeah. Life accomplishments achieved and so on and so forth. I think that at the end, if you always have that regret that I wish I had put more time into this instead of that, mm. that's that that's a great that's a it's a bit of a dangerous zone to be in, right? Yeah, and I also think it's important to ask yourself why do you want to do something? Why do you want to achieve something? You know, many people want to become a musician because they. Think once I'm on stage, I'll be happy. You know, people give me their attention. <laughs> yeah, this right? makes me happy. But that is also, I would say, part of instant gratification. Huge. You know, after you go, and I had it myself too. You know, I was on stage; it felt amazing. And then I went to my hotel room, hotel apartment mm -hmm. uh, room, and I felt empty after because then it was gone. And you know, like there was not at this point, I hadn't had this inner happiness in mm. me so i think it's really important to ask yourself why are you doing certain things is it because you look for happiness somewhere else yeah and you hope that once i achieve this uh, once i have my phd i'm happy yeah, yeah. <laughs> also instant gratification of course i was happy when i you know had my when i finally got my phd after seven years of work but also if if I would have not enjoyed the process itself, mm -hmm. if I would have not been happy most of the time, I would have never made it that far. Mm -hmm. And it would have not meant to me what it means right now. Like yeah. the the experiences I I made on that level. Yeah. yeah. So but I agree. I was all people also told me, you know, you only only should do one thing, stick to one thing. But I'm very interested in many different things like drawing and playing music yeah, and, and writing. You know, like all different animals and then the shamanic right. stuff and all that. And I somehow always managed it to have multiple things that at the end kind of came together, like the yeah. biology and writing the book or, you know, the, the shamanic approach and biology as well. Sure. And I think it's also sometimes you are focusing on one topic, like for many, many years, I was only a scientist. I was only involved in biology and mm -hmm. there was nothing else. Yeah. Like seven years, eight hours a day, every day, just, you know, biology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. It made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. I think that yeah. it's important to realize, at least for me, life is dynamic and it changes. Yeah, true. And I think that this is a big problem that Germans have, is that they find themselves in a career 
path and they never deviate. I mean, the average German really just stays into yeah. their in their career path until their death. And they gather this misery with them, mm. unfortunately, uh, due to a lack of fulfillment. And yeah, you guys yeah. pick your career path so young, right? It's true. And really yeah. out of a hat. It's not, you know, it's, <laughs> I think it's very rare to find a, a, a German person today who's successful because mm. he sampled a bunch of stuff and then realized this is what I want to do. Yeah, I think in Germany it is really, we have that mindset of, you know, you pick something, you stick to it until you're, you know, <laughs> your retirement that's, and that's it. There's a saying in German, we talked about this in other episodes, that uh, life has to hurt. <laughs> and that's, yeah. a, that's a mantra that you hear often yeah, yeah. here. You know, life has to hurt. If it's not hurting, then it's because you're dead. Something, something is wrong there. Yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good good transition to another point on the list that is being open to new ideas and experiences mm -hmm. of happiness. And I think many talks I'm hearing about, you know, also financial freedom and, and how to find uh, something that you are so passionate about that you want to make a business out of it. Mm -hmm. They also say, if you don't know it yet, then just try things out, be open, yeah. explore yourself, see what you like, what, where are your passions? What are you good at? Mm -hmm. Where could you think you could make a difference? You can solve problems for other people and you won't figure that out just by sitting some, you know, at home and thinking about it. But you have to go out and you have to make experiences and be open about new things. Mm. And if you constantly have, you know, like, oh, I only do this. I'm only interested in that. Like for me, many years I was playing the traverse flute and I thought, well, you know, flutes, this mm. is my this is my area. And eventually I kept doing it, although I didn't like it anymore. I forced myself in practicing and I thought like, oh, I don't I don't know what it is, but yeah, you're just not feeling it. Anymore. I don't feeling it anymore. So eventually, I put that thing on eBay, <laughs> and I started with the piano, which I enjoy so much right now. And okay. this is, you know, finally just just letting something go, so some something else can come into your life. Yeah, and I still benefit from my experiences of of you know playing the 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 whistles and the flute because I can bring that into my piano's lessons right now. Mm -hmm. But just the idea of oh, I put so much time and effort in it. Now I can't stop because, you know, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. of this would be just wasted yeah. and all the money and all the time that went into it. But it it was a time. I enjoyed that time and now it can go and something else can come. Yeah, oh, it's like me. Um, I would say, you know, I got four guitars behind me. There's a fifth one over here. But right now, 95% or more of my time goes to this one. <laughs> and, and it's just how it is this year. I, last year... It was this one, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and yeah, sometimes I'm I'm more interested in just slamming on the drums and not doing anything else. And this is something that to me, um, it just my life is like a river. You know, sometimes it goes this way, yeah. sometimes it goes that way. Yeah. And I just instead of trying to constantly put all this energy into forcing the river to flow somewhere yeah. else. I just yeah. try to go with it, right? Also, a sign of happiness is going with the flow. Take That's it right. as it comes. <laughs> yeah. So what I wrote down here as an abbreviation of that was yeah. uh, being easygoing yeah. and open to new ideas and experiences. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And easygoing is to take it as it comes, right? So I would say that, yeah, these definitely, to me, mm -hmm. I would say, um, help yeah. define uh, a, yeah. a, you know happiness and also, in my life feeling that you have accomplished or that you will accomplish what you want in life, that you are really on your path. Another we talked about this in the last one. That was life accomplishments achieved, um, ready to ah, die. Ah, okay, yeah. Essentially. This is yeah. ah, I think okay. your list is not in the same order as my oh, list. Oh, sorry. But they're the same, they're the same pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next we have uh, self-care. Actually, this one I feel actually, uh, you know, 
quite strongly about, and that's the idea, you know, love thyself before you may love something else. And yeah. um, I think that for a long time, I didn't know how to love properly. And a lot of that had to do with um, what was lacking in my life that I didn't, when, when I found it, I realized how important that was for mm -hmm. me as, um, as a platform to stand on. And it's interesting when you look at like um, North mythology and you look at the runes, that's one of the first things in Hovamol that uh, Odin talks about, about building a proper foundation in your life. Because mm -hmm. uh, until you have that, you can't yeah. do anything. You can't take care of anyone. You can't take care of yourself. You can't yeah. take care of animals. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So every relationship you have without that foundation will be weak and will crumble. Yeah. And, and so that that's something that uh, you know when you look at something with philosophy, though that version of Hovamol that we have is from eight hundred mm -hmm. AD or something like that. One of the older versions that we found. And it's very much older. And it just goes to show you that some of these strong truths, they hold weight and they always will hold weight mm. because they're based on a, a, a version of reality that is completely truthful. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I wrote self-care, kindness and compassion with yourself. Something I really had to work on and I'm still working on it yeah. for a long time because the way I grew up, I always felt like responsible for everyone else's fall, you know, like um, bad luck. And if I did something wrong, like I really saw myself as a very bad person. That's how I grew up. Everyone just told me like, it's your fault. It's your fault. Mm. So, I mean, if you if you have that in your mind, then you feel like you're a bad person. You, want, you don't have a lot of self-compassionate. Yeah. You really believe that you are the cause of all evil. <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm exaggerating, but that's actually how I felt for a very long time that all my actions are leading to something bad. And this is something that you can also see in society mm -hmm. that everything we do, you know, causes like a destruction in the outside and then having a bad footprint on the earth and makes you just feel so guilty and bad about yourself. <laughs> yeah. And this is the worst thing because you're really putting out so much negative energy and it is destroys it it will, will will destroy within you and will absolutely go against a feeling of happiness and when i went all in i think many of you guys are following us for longer mm -hmm. <laughs> know know what that means or meant for me that i finally looked at my eating disorder and i started eating more I blew up <laughs> like a, what you said, like a potato last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I put on a lot of weight and I really had to, had to look at my self-worth and my, the compassion towards myself. I'm still to that day having, you know, compassion, affirmations and all that, mm -hmm. that I just really be more kind to myself and understanding and telling myself, you know, of course, Sometimes I feel bad about this or this and that. And just, just, this is just norm normal that you really help your inner child mm. and you protect your inner child. I think that's a big, big thing to yeah. feel happy. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that last episode, the idea of um, playing, right? Uh, yeah. Go out and spend an hour every day and just play, yeah. you know, uh, somehow have fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, it, that that is one of the... First easy ways to yeah. kind of like overtake your health again, right? Yeah. Um, so we have a comment I want to bring in right now at this point. And that is, uh, it's interesting. So Felminator says it's a core belief of hers too, that life has to hurt uh, sometimes to live well. Now I want to, and then she has a follow-up on that. 
And that is, uh, I also believe it's a gift to feel hurt. Something good happens after something bad happens. Mm. A new door will open. Uh, it's up to the individual to walk through. Now, and that's how I feel about that too. I, I think that that actually does speak a lot of truth mm. and wisdom in the sense that um, pain is a part of life. And I think that, yeah. that it's it's definitely it's a negative thing to always believe that ignoring pain will make it go away or yeah, yeah. happiness is ignoring pain, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. you know, if, if, if someone you loved die, there's time to sorrow and to grieve. Absolutely, and I yeah. found that the big thing that was lacking in my life, as I was mentioning a minute ago, um, that it wasn't until I found this that I was able to actually, I think, love properly. Mm -hmm. And the big thing that was lacking in my life was um, was grounding, actually. Mm -hmm. And in martial arts, you know, I learned uh, you, you have like when, when I was doing Kempo, you have, uh, you know, fire, water, wind, void, we call it, right? Mm -hmm. And and um, and um, earth and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And to me, earth was always very difficult for me mm -hmm. and the reason it was difficult is because it was lacking in my life that mm -hmm. that, that that grounding that mm -hmm. root and yeah, yeah. it's the same thing in norse mythology where um in hobo that's like one of the first things you begin with is is to find a root in the earth and understand it you know there's a time to be the wanderer mm -hmm. but after your journey is complete you want to be able to to settle somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah, and this is a big reason why Odin was always seen as the wanderer, right? Mm -hmm. He spent a large part of his life just wandering mm -hmm. all the different worlds mm -hmm. and the realms, eventually to become, you know, he was searching for wisdom, right? Yeah. And yeah. so for me, the idea of hurting and, and feeling pain, it, it, I think it goes hand in hand with that because if you're always running, away from it then you're not grounded because yep. you're always fleeing you're always in yeah, fight yeah. or flight you're always um you know trying to avoid what's coming at you you know yeah. instead of saying i'm strong enough to take it yeah i'm gonna stand here yeah. and do so so i definitely yeah. think there's a lot of truth in that and what she said also on our list actually enjoying uh no hang on <laughs> that in overall you have more positive than negative um experiences emotions but There, there will be also negative ones, mm -hmm. but since you take life as it comes, you know, and, and go with the flow, you just go, go through it. You experience these, you know, negative emotions. It's just like, this is just like a very subjective way to see reality. Everything that happens to us, mm -hmm. I think it's, first of all, it's neutral. We give it a meaning. We say, this is positive, this is negative. Sure. And if you are having that, that sense of, you know, everything that happens to me has a, a deeper meaning. There is always a truth to it. There's always something I can learn from it. There's always a gift in it. And I think uh, Femina yeah. also used that word of a gift. If you are able to see everything like this, then you will always learn from mm -hmm. everything. And I had it many times in my life that I was in a very happy place and then something happened where I felt deeply emotional you know it release a lot of mm -hmm. pain i had to go through physical emotional pain and then after that there was another time of you know like and you went through layers of deep emotions mm -hmm. memories once you went through it then you 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 found even more happiness it's just mm -hmm. you know you kind of you're growing from from this like going through 
to layers of yourself yeah. really exploring your 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 inner self and that yeah. that process itself it's so rewarding it, it's not easy but it really brings you happiness in a, in very different ways if you choose to look at it that's the if you want to look right. at it of course and i think many people they just live a very shallow superficial life where they they are happy with what mm. they have and that's totally fine too i think i i had a know. friend in high school and i always found a, a deep respect for him for this reason he it was it was very strange for me because i always <coughs> had all these ideas and all these um wants i don't even say wants like i wanted i, I wanted to try i wanted to try so many things i want to do so much and he was completely cool with just mm. getting a job yeah nine to five yeah yeah happy with it living at yeah. home with his mom until he's high, who, who knows how old and i always <laughs> found that to me like he was completely earth right yeah. his whole life was earth he found no need to want to go out and explore and, mm. and that i was the exact opposite mm -hmm. right and so it, I, yeah i think right? we all have different maybe also different agendas once we're here like if you want to experience a life that is just more settled absolutely and, yeah. you know easy going or then you're in a life like i think both of us exploring as much as possible you know doing a lot of stuff and this is this is happiness i think you really just need to find what's what's good for you and and sure. just stick with it you don't need to listen what other people think and say this should make you happy you know yeah and that's so, something that we're going to get into also um closer to the end when we wrap up about yeah. um you know what was presented to us as happiness yeah. in our lives you and i come from very different cultures and i find yeah. it to be very fascinating right i think before you go on to the next point we skipped yeah. something and yeah, that is um the ability to have healthy relationships mm. the um ability to show and feel gratitude yeah. right i think that that's actually very profound yeah and also the ability to share um, happiness and joy with others. The yeah. healthy relationship to me is the idea of like a symbiotic uplifting relationship as we were talking about before. It's not stagnant, right? Yeah. It's not sustainable. It's uplifting, right? It's yeah. empowering. Yeah, yeah. And then the ability Growing. to show and feel gratitude to me is, you know, not becoming a narcissist. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and also not always looking at what is lacking in your life, but really focusing on what you already have you know mm -hmm. what's there there is almost so much wealth around you and just being grateful for this and then eventually you'll attract more of it because you see yourself as a mm -hmm. very rich person even though you you don't have any you know money in the bank right now <laughs> and you're wearing but you probably mm -hmm. are you know have a have a home where you can live or you have a family or you have yeah. animals around you or yeah. whatever it is there's always something you can be grateful for yeah, I, I, it's funny, you know, um, when you really look at happiness, I find that it's a lot of the impoverished areas that tend to have mm -hmm. more genuine happiness. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine from South Africa, he, he constantly told me that, you know, when you go down to the Cape Flats, it, you'll see some of the happiest people. Yeah. Right. And they're not, they're not rich. You yeah, know, they're yeah. not, like, right. You know, yeah. but they're so happy to just, just be right. Yeah. I think money won't give you happiness. Uh, unless it's not already there somehow, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's true. Now, I had a lot of people always try to tell me, um, <laughs> I have another friend of mine, he, uh, when I was in LA with him, we, he took me for a drive up into the Beverly Hills. Um, and, uh, he was like going through all these, you know, like, look at this mansion and look at that one. <laughs> and, and I just, I looked at him, I said, I don't want to sound like, you know, um, uh, condescending, but 
I work in places like this for a living. It's it's not interesting to me. Mm. And then he 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 stopped and said, "Well, you have to understand where I come from. I come from a horrible area, and and I could only dream to to be in a place like this because I've only seen it from the outside." And I told him afterwards, I said, "Listen, I've met mm. a lot of millionaires and billionaires in my life. Very rarely do I meet a happy one. Mm. Specifically, one that lives in a house like that. Mm. Very very rarely. Mm. Um, yeah." Money sometimes I, sometimes it happens. Yeah. You know, once in a while I meet I meet a billionaire or a millionaire yeah. who's more cool, and I can sit down at the same table with him, and we yeah, can yeah, have yeah. coffee and tea and cake, and and just you know talk about life. Yeah, but that's not to me normal. Yeah, I think you know maybe um, kind of these millionaires and billionaires became so rich because they were always longing for yeah. that instant gratification, you know, because they felt something is lacking in their life. And I thought, if I have yeah. enough money, I'll be happy. And so they got more money and mm. more money and more money until, you know, a point where it's yeah. still not enough. So I find it really interesting that a lot of the happier millionaires and billionaires that I've met in my life are the ones who were born into it. Mm. Um, or the ones who married into it. <laughs> They're usually really happy, right? Alrighty, then. <laughs> but but the ones who actually had to were self-made millionaires, mm -hmm. they're usually assholes. Okay. And, and and like of the worst kind, you mm -hmm. know. Um and second to them will only be their their like right hand man. Like I've met a couple people, like a guy who was the um um uh <coughs> The German representative for uh, a sheik, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Arabian guy, um, an oil tycoon. And this guy was so awful. Only And I've heard from many of the tradesmen that have also worked with him. They said, it's not just him who's awful. You should see the way that the sheik treats him. <laughs> well, he just, and he's just passing it on. Passing he's just passing it, it forward, that, right? right? And um and and that so yeah I, I had a i had a huge fight with that guy because uh he was very condescending and i and i told him exactly where to stick it and i just left and it was <laughs> funny because because of the way that i stood up to him mm. he only wants to deal with me because he's so used to other people um who don't stand up for themselves mm. that he wants to be around me because he knows i'll tell him the truth <laughs> And that yeah. was interesting is that... That uh, can also make you happy if someone is around you telling well, you Well, some truth. people are complicated yeah. and he's definitely one of them. But I definitely know that when you are in a, an industry like that, specifically with working with a lot of wealth, mm -hmm. um, tell them the truth. They're going to get angry. Mm. That's their problem. Okay. Don't make it yours. And that's yeah, and that's something yeah, I, I learned uh, dealing with this is that not to make these people's problems mine. Yeah. I'm there um, on contract to help them with a specific thing. Yeah, yeah, I see. And I don't need to take it home with me, right? Mm. So, yeah. So, what else do you have? Sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think you know, kind of goes into what we talked doing about already, the things yeah. that fulfill you and. No. Yeah. Well, a sense of purpose, actually, it, you know, this goes back to the idea, like I mentioned, why is it that millionaires who are born millionaires tend to be happier than the millionaires who are self-made? Mm -hmm. I think it's because uh, this idea of sense of purpose, if you have been self-made, then you're going up this ladder your whole life. Mm -hmm. And the ability to say, okay, I've, I've reached the seventh rung or the eighth rung, mm -hmm. I'm good here. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't happen. I think that that type of momentum that you have to build to get yourself going, it's it's one, it's very hard to slow down. And mm. two, when it starts to slow down by itself and you don't want it to, mm. it typically gets related to depression and, and mm. fear and anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people who are born into it, you know, that's that's their environment. And so this sense of purpose is more like, I think that a, the, the biggest stress for a millionaire son 
or a daughter mm. or a child is to become, you know, sim you know, the the same value as their parents. Mm. So to them, actually, the biggest thing that they have to do in their life is to try and outshine their parents. If they don't, mm. it can be disappointing for themselves, right? This yeah, is, I've yeah, seen yeah. that happen a lot where people are born into wealth and they can't cut it the same way that their brother or sister or parents can. And that I've mm. seen actually, but it doesn't make them off. Like I've never really seen that make them horrible people. I've, I've seen it make them make horrible decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like fraud and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's interesting with this idea of purpose, because I think that sometimes just on a simple biological level, we find purpose and fitting into a, a, an echelon of society, mm. knowing that we don't need to run after another one, that we're okay where we are. And that to me is is something that goes back to grounding yeah. and earth, being okay with where you are. And 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 that's cool, right? Yeah. So that to me, I think that a sense of purpose to me relates to grounding and earth, right? It's not a, it's not yeah. a fire or a, a void thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really just being cool, right? Um, next, um to be loved and accepted mm -hmm. right that's that that i think is a big one so why don't you tell us a little bit about that because i think that that's more of a biological thing to be loved and to be accepted yeah. right i think yeah. that spiritually our spirit knows this but biologically our bodies don't our bio, our bodies uh, i think struggle to be accepted and loved right and I think that it's something that we feel when love is coming towards us or when we're stealing it, right? It's a different feeling. Yeah, absolutely. When it's given or when it's taken. Yeah, so I think from a biological point of view, we are also very social animals. And, you know, like being accepted in a group is for an animal crucial for survival. Yeah. To be protected by, by its pack. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we feel we are lonely and we are isolated from society and that's also a lot of what what you know threatens us for example with the whole corona stuff that we are isolated that we are not able to be part of the society i look at the depression that that created yeah right. that that just triggers us so deeply and does, that brings up such a such a fear of okay my god if we're not part of the pack you know we we end up alone and then the wolf comes and then we're you know this is what happens what's happening in our brain although mm -hmm. it's not really happening in reality but yet we do feel this anxiety of being on our on our own and not able mm -hmm. to survive on a long term and yeah so being loved and being part of a loving community is something so deeply human that this is a need that we have to somehow find fulfillment for in order to feel happy and community is also for example in the shamanic work mm -hmm. that's that's one of the biggest parts that's why a shaman a shamanic practitioner exists because of the community they serve their community and they you know help with their abilities and then they seek information from the spirits for the community yeah you know, we talked about this also, I think, last episode as well, um, the idea of uh, being able to feel higher senses of uh, emotion is directly mm -hmm. related to, uh, for example, how much oxygen you have freely running yeah, around yeah, in your body yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, time. the type of health that you're allowing yourself to have. And it's, you know, it's one of these funny things because as I, you know, I've, I've learned many times that... Um, Fear burns oxygen mm. and a lot of yeah. it really yeah, quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when you run out, 
um, what happens is your organs start to get angry with you. You know, everything goes, yeah, fight yeah. or flight, and this becomes anxiety. Yeah. And, and you become angry then. Right? And it's something that's a very difficult balance, I think, specifically mm. in today when you're trying to balance maybe a job that you don't quite like, mm. um, sitting in front of blue lights and screens and anything yeah. like that that are actually externally influencing you to to, you know, burn a lot of oxygen just to be there and not do anything. Mm. Um, I think it's uh, more and more, you know, like the amount of radiation that we're constantly exposed to of all kinds. I think that uh, these are all factors of why it's difficult to just be calm and and collective yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. And this affects the ability to take this with you. And I, I find it interesting because, you know, if you look at um, like even Scientology, I don't know if you know much about the Mm-mm. Scientology religion beliefs. Uh, nope. Yeah, th- their idea is, is funny. It's that um, there's a, let's just say a, a, like a galactic emperor of sorts and he took all the souls and put it onto planet Earth um, and that he, they, you know, it wants to keep us suppressed so that when we die, we can easily be collected and, and mm. so on and so forth. So it's, it's, it's an interesting idea, at least mm. from, from an energy point of view, that perhaps collecting love and um, being able to be loved properly <clears throat> actually fuels our soul in the afterlife mm. to be stronger. That's an interesting idea. Like I mentioned a second ago where yeah. I think that spirit and soul know love. Yeah, but I yeah. think that um, that energy that we call love it's so powerful. This is why I think that a lot of people want to be on a big stage and be appreciated because that yeah. energy is yeah. undeniably uh, enriching. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the form of instant gratification. Yeah. So if you're not doing it in a healthy way, that can quickly learn to a, lead to a burnout, like you see with a lot of celebrities, you know, who have passed their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's also something that I know from the shamanic work. You know, you die as you lived. So mm-hmm. if you lived a very anxious life that's how you will die and um i think i i talked about this in one of the other episodes with the shamanic work for you know dead souls how to if they kind of get stuck in between worlds once they die and that usually happens to those who are dying from a you know like a who who cling to their lives and had a had a already a very bad life yeah like when they were alive, you know, really depressed and all that. So they had not enough energy actually to go to a better place. Mm-hmm. So this idea is actually also something I know from the from my shamanic work. So do you think uh, this is your last life? Um, I think I already, you know, I already had a couple of rounds around the block. <laughs> and every time when I kind of tap into this energy, I feel like I'm living a life I would say I don't need to come back here. I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job right now with a lot of stuff that yeah. I like to do. I Experiencing think... and healing a lot, I think. So I think I maybe that's the last time for me here. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think with me, um, I feel similarly, you know, in the sense that I've, I've, I've developed an ability, I think, in my life to always want to look inwards. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this will be my last time. I, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not certain about that. Okay. Right? Maybe I have come, come uh, to come back then too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm haunting you down. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, <laughs> uh, so before we go into the next part, yeah. um, which will be uh, what, was, what was presented to you as happiness growing mm. up and the meaning of life, mm. right? Um, there's, a, there's an old Nine Inch Nails song called Happiness and Slavery. 
And this kind of ties back into what we presented in the beginning with mm -hmm. uh, that uh, they live idea and the cover art of today's episode. And this idea that I think a lot of people, in order to fulfill all the things that we had just talked about, <clears throat> yeah. um, it's just easier to be enslaved. Because yeah. there's that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. If you don't stick your head up too high and try to look around too much and you just take everything and you and, and you really convince yourself that the bullshit and the propaganda mm. that I think that if anybody were to really self-reflect upon you would you would find is is bullshit propaganda mm. right mm. but if you're constantly fooling yourself what what uh, Neil Kramer said very well as um complex ignorance as opposed to simple ignorance mm -hmm. right simple ignorance is I don't speak Chinese I don't have that that yeah. that yeah, that yeah. Uh, program, right? I don't get. I just don't have that. I could, yeah. but I don't. Um, so I don't understand it. Complex ignorance is something more like uh, take a look at this and you say, "No, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I'm fine where I am. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be disturbed by that. I don't want to change my worldviews." Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Leave me alone. And and that to me is complex ignorance in the sense that you know that there's stuff out there that will rattle your foundation. Yeah, yeah. And so you do what you can to avoid looking at it yeah you know and if somebody around you wants to look at it you try to suppress them that this is this is to me complex yeah. ignorance yeah yeah right it's true. so the idea of happiness and slavery to me um <laughs> look let's talk about nazism for a second here mm -hmm. the what's what's the what's the nice big sign that they that they welded into the gates of auschwitz right i don't know how you would translate it but it's, it was arbeit, arbeit macht frei, frei which yeah. is uh work will set you free oh yeah mm -hmm. right happiness and slavery Right. If you just mm -hmm. accept your slavery, you'll be happy. And it's an interesting thing because this is also it kind of actually goes inside with what we were talking about. You know, um, in in a couple of these uh, these steps, you can in slavery fulfill all those steps. Mm. Right. Except for one, mm. feeling that you live the life you want, and and, and in that case be sovereign in it. Mm -hmm. I think that sovereignty is not something you can do. And so, and it's an interesting thing because when, when we go back to Odinism again, sovereignty is at the top of the list. This yeah. is one of the first things you do in your life in order to build that foundation. Yeah, because yeah. if you're a slave, you're never going to be able to decide for yourself how you care for others and how you relate to them when there's always going to be that finger ready to mm -hmm. push you down. Yeah, that's true. Um, whether that be in the form of uh, of, uh, of uh, an authoritarian, in um, oh, the words are not coming today, uh, um, of of a like a dictatorship or anything like that that you live in, which a lot of us live in today, um, or whether it be of your own creation. You know, I think a lot of people create their own slavery mm -hmm. because of what I mentioned before. I think that that idea of complex ignorance fuels that idea that a lot of people would rather enslave themselves because if they do that then they don't have the ability to look at the pick of the problems yeah. right you know it's like oh i don't have time to do anything better in my life i have to work yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah of course and work yeah. is in many cases i think used as a sedative to uh reality yeah right? true. so um maddie <laughs> what what was presented to you as happiness Hang and on. the meaning of life in your early development, you I know, made and, some notes. <laughs> and, and would you agree with it today? How has that how has that changed you, affected you, and helped you to find? Yeah. So from how happiness I, in your life, how I grew up, absolutely status, money, okay, and buying things and stuffs. 
So stuff, money was a big thing. Absolutely. So that. you grew up in communist Germany, first yeah. off, to tell people. And I think that that would actually make a lot of sense because... Was <laughs> this? That makes sense then. Yeah, it does. Because obviously the one thing you guys didn't have through your slavery, in that sense, yeah. that slavery of your of, of, of that world... Was the was was all the shiny shit that the yeah. people in the West had? Absolutely. And you guys always thought to yourself, commercialism is make is allowing them to be free and to do what they want. Yeah. Therefore, happiness must be there. Yeah. Because yeah, we yeah, we aren't yeah. as happy from it's from true. what you hear. It's true. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that that's an interesting thing, you know, that that mm -hmm. that's heavily culturally yeah. tied, and yeah, that the only can. way to to really get that is through finance. Yeah. Yeah. If you buy a ticket out of here. <laughs> I had to get out of here. All right. So, and now I would say, well, money, of course you need money. You know, you need to pay your bills and all that. And it's nice to have money. <laughs> but I think it, it it's not making you happy on a long term if you're not finding happiness somewhere else. So I, I absolutely work, for example, right now, my money management and, you know, finding a way to become also financially free. But... I, I I don't overrate money as something that will give me a fulfillment I'm longing for. You know, once I have a million, then I'll be happy. It's not like yeah. that. So absolutely, I learned from... So I changed my, my values on that level. Yeah. Um, and then also status. I also went through that, you know, becoming a PhD or becoming or having a PhD. Mm -hmm. it's, I, do, I do like when I'm somewhere and, you know, like people... Say, oh, you're your PhD, and I feel proud in that moment. I feel happy, mm -hmm. but I think was I, it was it worth it was what you went through. It was not worth what I went through. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you wouldn't wish it upon someone. Well, I mean, no, what you went through. What I no, I wish uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish that upon um, someone. And there was a lot of times where I was not mm. happy at all, and actually, I really destroyed my happiness um, through that because yeah. I pushed myself too hard. Yeah, I could have accomplished it also in a different way. But yeah, and things and stuff. If you if you would you know know me right now and I see where I grew up, my parents' house is full of stuff. They have the nicest car, the huge TV, all that stuff. And I'm living pretty minimalistic, I would say. Like, I have only a few things. <laughs> um, mm. And I, I think I, I'm much happier than they are. And I do actually have the opposite mm. now, that I'm happier the, the less I have. Yeah. Because I don't need to take care of so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, you know, there's that sentence in Hovamol where it's like, um, it's better to be the king of a hut, the yeah. hut it may be, than yeah. to serve at the feet of a king. And absolutely. It, and that's it. You look like we have an old, broken, dilapidated house, <laughs> and it's awesome. I like dilapidated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know actually what it means, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. It sounds. Uh, yeah. What's the German word for dilapidated? Like. Um, Kaprich? Nah. No. <laughs> Dilapidated. Hmm. It'll 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 pop okay, to me yeah. and, I'll, and I'll say it. Um, yeah, it'll come to me. Uh, but th it's it's funny because I, I I definitely see a lot of the neighbors looking outside in, and they're like, <laughs> those fucking weird people. Is there someone that living big... in there? Yeah, really. Like a lot of people. Like someone came. I heard to the door the other yeah. day because we were unloading the car, and they like walked up in and started yeah, talking yeah. to you because one of the cats was sitting on the on the steps, and she's like. And, and you had to explain to them that someone's living here. <laughs> this place isn't abandoned. Yeah, I was another friend of uh, of mine who uh, 
visit us the other um, the other week. She's like, yeah, your place looked like someone is not living here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the outside. From the outside, yeah. you know, just tape tape like plastic foil on the windows yeah. and stuff. I mean, you guys are in our living room right now. It looks it, it looks pretty cozy. Right? We have nice places here, you know, but I think it's absolutely something people would say, you know, you can't live like that. <laughs> you you can't yeah. you can't just. But we're living like that for a couple of years now, and I have to say, I have moments where I I really wish to live in a very nice shiny house. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's also on our list of gratitude and just looking yeah. not what's lacking in your life, but what you already have. And we this is our place, mm -hmm. you know, this is our home. Yeah. And bit by bit, we're making it nicer, and we 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 enjoy living here. As much as we can, mm -hmm. I think this this is important. This is the part of it, and yeah, yeah. yeah it, you know, for me, it's a funny thing. I just remember um, the first time moving here and looking at like this wall, and just thinking to myself, if I want to put a hole in that wall, I can put a hole in that wall. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with and, this and, place. Yeah, I'm like, if, and I'm thinking like, worst case is I, I I like you know go through a pipe and then there's a big water problem, and <laughs> but then it becomes my problem and and Madeline's. But at the same, you know, I mean, like the idea of sovereignty, yeah. and that was the whole point, is that um, it, it really helped because the last place we lived in, the 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 the, the, the hell's the word, the landlord. landlord he, he was he was a prick. He was a bastard. We ended up taking him to court and we won. But the point mm -hmm. is, is that you know, going through that, nobody wants to live like that. To always think that you yeah. have to go through a channel someone. of some yeah. sort in order to get little things done in your domain. Yeah. Right. It, it's yeah, so. Yeah. I think it's very important to have that feeling, and some Absolutely. people don't need that feeling. I do. Right. Me like, too. Me too. I, I definitely need to know that I can make as much noise as I want yeah. here. And no one's gonna cry about yeah. it. Like, like I would have to make so much noise for one of my neighbors to even notice. Mm. And even if they do notice, my next door neighbor has a Wackenschild on his uh, Wacken, uh, um, um sign sign on his on his car, uh, and so he, he 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 doesn't care. It's a it's a it's a metal um, <laughs> metal festival metal in, festival in Germany. In, in Germany, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And the other neighbors, they're they're just cool. So yeah, it's it's nice. all it's all good. And the other neighbors are dead because it's a cemetery. So <laughs> <laughs> they're also cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, actually, growing up, I actually I think I I received pretty good information and advice as to how to be happy. The problem was, is the same people who taught told me this um, were the obstacles in my way to achieving it. Mm. Right, and that was very simply do what you love, <clears throat> and you will always be happy. And it's and it's. It's, it's it's not bad philosophy, right. right? It's not bad. The problem was is that when I started to find out in my life what I loved, and I started pursuing it, mm. all the people that were telling me do what you love, they're like, do what you love, but don't do that, you know. And and and, <laughs> and that was very <laughs> difficult for me, I like because it. all of a sudden, the you know all, all all of the the people who were supposed to be my elders teaching me and telling me what life is about, and you know mm. all of a sudden they're they're stepping on their own toes trying to say, oh, I, I didn't mean it that way. No, you can't do what you love if you love that. Don't 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 do that. Mm. And 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 so it became a constant fight to the point where leaving the country became a very comfortable option. You know, becoming a musician was a very comfortable option because I'd be on tour for months at a time and mm. I didn't have to deal with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so I just realized how much of a stepping stone a lot of the people became to the point where they all, in, me, in, in my mind, like they kind of piled on top of one another and made this gargantuan um, um, hillock of, of just obstacle that I constantly yeah, yeah. had to deal with and go yeah. through. 
Whereas I, when I was on tour, I always realized, you know, a lot of those rules and regulations that I have to deal with back home, they don't exist here. M not much anymore anyway. A lot of those things are just fanciful um, creations that, mm. that, aren't, that aren't real. So I, it became very attractive to me to just be away from a lot of these yeah, people yeah. and do my own thing. And eventually I, I was able to become successful in my own realm. And then I go back and talk to a lot of these people and I find out either, you know, they didn't achieve what they wanted in life. Mm. They're not very happy on that, like on that fulfillment spectrum mm. because they've relied on other means to become sustainable and happy and sovereign. And it's interesting to see as I get older, how others stagnate actually. Yeah. And it's, it's sad, right? Yeah, it but is. it's just, it's something that I've seen now, um, having jumped upon and, uh, and, and made a life of my own. So, right. yeah, so, um, <laughs> so there's another thing that I wanted to actually talk about, which is interesting, just a kind of a side note in German, uh, the word for happiness is glücklich mm -hmm. and it doesn't really translate to happiness. And it's something I remember when I learned German, I was like, these people don't even have a word for happiness. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not, not in the way that we in English do. Like happiness is happiness. Glücklich is kind of like a well, mixture lucky, between, right? yeah. Luck um, and and um, Zufriedenheit is maybe another word that you guys have, which is more like yeah. uh, satisfied. Uh, not even satisfied, mm -hmm. maybe yeah, fulfilled or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. But you're right. Like usually we say, you know, are you happy? So bist du happy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll even borrow the English word yeah. to 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 propagate that <laughs> because they've lived so long without that without uh, happiness. Without happiness. Yeah, I've never seen it that way. It's true. It's interesting. Like like look, you go to other countries and uh, you can see depending on how many words and synonyms 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 <laughs> that they have for certain emotions, <laughs> you get to, you get a real big feel for that for that uh, place. You know, mm -hmm. in, in Iceland. It's unbelievable how many different words they have for like spirit and water and air nice. and energy. Like yeah. it, that really goes to show you a yeah. lot about those people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Um, and so there are a lot of little things like that mm. where, you know, you take it, take it as yeah. you will. Um, yeah, but it yeah. definitely paints a picture, I think, for the society that, yeah. uh, that creates that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, mm. <laughs> number. So this is the last uh, section for today. And that is. Uh, what do you believe happiness is? How about you kick it off? <laughs> I kick it off. <laughs> right? Mm, yeah. So, well, we, we mentioned a couple things, you know, I think there's a mixture of all of this stuff. For me personally, it's really that deep fulfillment and that feeling of belonging, of, of grounding, of being right here in that very moment, at the right place with the right people. Yeah having that trust in life that everything that happens to me makes sense that there's always for me in order to grow life doesn't want to punish me but really wants me to grow and heal mm -hmm. from a lot of things and just feeling that connection to everything that is around me this my spirits my own spirit that is what makes me absolutely happy so having a sense of grounding in a physical world, you know, with mm -hmm. everything that is around, all the nice things that we can enjoy, like good food, with money you can buy stuff that makes you happy. These things are just as much part as the the spiritual part of it, you know, where you feel... Okay, we'll summarize that into a small <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, just, well, just, you know, I, I said a, I, a sense of fulfillment in many different ways, like in, in different... Um, so to and, you, and, happiness is fulfillment? A, a sense of fulfillment and belonging. 
Okay. Yeah. So that was actually kind of on that list before. Yeah. Right. So that I think that's that. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 yep, yep. <laughs> Is that the meaning of life? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Good. So we got it. Uh, Crazy Lazy chimed in and she oh, yeah. said uh, hello. Hello. Um, hello back. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, uh, 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 she didn't, uh, she kind of wrote things a little bit funny. So I'll just skip ahead. <laughs> she says, uh, uh, oh, Maddie is a doctor, a doctor of disaster. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Crazy Lady, but she's playing with you. Oh, okay. Uh, and then she says, uh, if you're happy when, uh, that's such small print. Sorry, guys. Uh, if you're happy when you're at that, that is what is important. Oh, uh, if you're happy where you're at, that yeah. is what is important. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. So then she wrote back, she touched the wrong button. Uh, but the, yeah, if you're happy yeah. where you're at, yeah. right? I think that that's that contentment of just being able to be. And I think also, you know, you can be always happy where you're at because, you know, this is where you're at right now. Sure. So I think just happiness is something that, and that you goes can, with your sense of fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can decide yourself whether I'm happy right now or I'm not. Mm. You know, you can make the decision whether you are mourning about, oh, I'm not at the right place here, but maybe. And I think we are always at the right place. You know, mm. why not? Then you would be something somewhere else. Like yeah. you can be happy where you're at right now, and if you don't like where this will be, this is going, what's happening around you, then first look within yourself and find the stuff that that is there that makes you unhappy yep. so i think you know changing something in the outside will never work as good as sitting down tuning in with your emotions seeing mm. where are emotions that you know where is my unhappiness what is it why is it there what does it want, want to tell me and yep. then once you look at it once you resolve things through letting your emotions flow the rest will change in the outside and it's i think this is a natural law and sure. it's just always works like that. And you will never achieve what you want if you try to manipulate everything in the outside. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So actually happiness is for me to realizing that. Cool. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so for me, um, we're going to wrap up in a minute uh, and I'm going to make it simple and easy because uh, I think that for me, the meaning <clears throat> of life and path to happiness is to me one simple little mantra. Mm. You know, it's a very simple thing because I believe after having looked for a long time, you know, I'm maybe I'll come back in a couple of years and say, no, that's not true. Oh, yeah. But I think uh, what I what I would take away from my life so far is that um, build a relationship to reality. Mm -hmm. Simple, mm -hmm. right? Because the more you build a relationship to real reality and you find out what that real reality is, happiness, fulfillment, um, the meaning of life all comes together, right? Because the more, and, and I really mean like not discover what reality is. I think that discovering what reality is, it's fun, right? Mm. It can be fun, mm. but in the end, it's nothing more than a game um, because the relationship to reality is something that's built internally, Yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. It, and it, I don't think we require all of this um, external knowledge such as how old is the universe and how it was made and that kind of stuff i don't think that helps mm. uh in the least bit i think that it might the more we look into reality the more we discover how uh how incredible it is that it works at all or or that it is at all and 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 it always kind of leads back to that same idea of um you know what came first the chicken or the egg mm. you know and i don't think that it's necessarily 
a meaningful there won't be a meaningful answer there yeah yeah right so that's just how i feel about that it's i think that a lot of that the reason why i say that is because i think that the pursuit of trying to figure out what reality is is a distraction that leads to the sense of godlessness and the sense of 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 um nihilism mm. whereas building a relationship to reality does the opposite mm. it helps you put yourself up into the ranks of god gods and and build a reality amongst yeah, them yeah with them yeah um in, in a very fulfilling way if you choose it to be so yeah that's basically something that i just said you know realizing that you are creation yourself that you can create everything around you um you can create your own happiness you can create your misery <laughs> you can manifestation you, you yeah. are the the creator um yeah. in your life because you are creative energy yeah or universe's consciousness whatever you want to That's tell right. it <laughs> yeah so once i discovered that my life got much happier yeah it becomes easier yeah 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 there we go all right so everybody out there this is the end of season two episode 18 happy menu <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm hungry now <laughs> yeah right so i wish you guys all a, a wonderful weekend and we'll see yep. you next week at 8 p.m central eastern european time until then keep well bye bye, bye. bye.